Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, in just five minutes, we will present our nighttime fireworks spectacular. W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 205 for the week of January 16th, 2011. This past weekend, more than 54,000 athletes from around the world descended on Walt Disney World, as many do year after year, not for the attractions, shows, or dare I say, even the wonderful dining options, but to run, and run a lot. And the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend encompassed a series of endurance events in which individuals came out to fulfill personal goals, experience the parks like never before, and for many, make a difference in not just their own lives, but the lives of others. So on this week's roundtable, we'll look at the Walt Disney World Marathon, as well as some of the other Disney endurance events, and possibly introduce you to the idea that it's not just for athletes, but for friends and entire families as well. And whether you visit to run, cheer, volunteer, or go for your favorite charity, it's one of the most amazing experiences any Disney enthusiast can enjoy. I'll then have a few announcements, play some of your voicemails at the end of the show, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. In the past few years, I've witnessed a dramatic change happening in Walt Disney World. Not to attractions, theme parks, restaurants, or resorts, but really it's the growth of something that takes place just once a year, and that's evolved from its origins in a very interesting way. And I'm talking about the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, and to a certain extent, the other endurance and running events that have grown from it. Events which, in total, now attract more than 75,000 participants each year. And this year's Walt Disney World Marathon was bigger, and in many people's opinions, better than ever. I attended for the fourth consecutive year, once again as a spectator, not as a runner, uh, but in some other ways as well. And of course, I was not alone, and not by a long shot. And we're going to talk about the number of people who were there some more. But I want to introduce you to the other members of the roundtable, and in fact, all of whom are members of the WDW Radio running team in no particular order. Once again, other than I'll try and go ladies first, Lori, still co-host for the day, Burke. Go Steelers! I'm still wacko for Flacco. Not that I am wacko for Flacco, I just like saying it. Flacco got sacko. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll keep the Steelers fans together and introduce Valerie and Steve Drew, also from the frozen tundra of somewhere near Pittsburgh. Hey, that's Lambeau Field. Hi there. Hi, Lou. Can't call it the frozen tundra. You know her from Storytime with Mojo. She is Mary Jo Collins. Hey, Lou. Great to be here. Great to have you back. And we've got a couple of new faces or voices 
to the round table. Again, ladies first, I want to welcome Beth and her better half, Rick Anderson, to the show. Thanks for that. I like that. Thanks, Lou. (laughs) I like being the better half. (laughs) And last, but possibly not last or least, certainly is Joe Kalinske. Joe, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me, Lou. And there was one more guest who was going to join me live in studio, which means in the guest room in my house. And that's my wife, Deanna, who is trying to be here. And she would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. (laughs) Wrong show, but you get the idea. Uh, She's taking care of the kids. She may join us later uh, if she wakes up. But in case she does or actually doesn't, I want to take a real quick second before she gets here just to say how proud I am of her for doing her first, probably her last, full marathon. Um, She didn't do a lot of training for it. I know how nervous she was, but it goes to show you how willpower and mental stamina is more important than anything else, Um, how doing it in Disney is such a great motivator. Uh, But I also have to say, she definitely could not have done it without the support, the help, the guidance, literally running by her side from Steve Drew. So, Steve, I want to say thanks to you as well for uh, for not letting my wife die in Disney on the course, which is nice. Hey, Deanna. (laughs) Yeah. It was my pleasure, but I think your wife is bionic. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Well, she has a good teacher, and I mean you, not me, being the... uh, the goofy runner that you are and the kitchen sink devourer that you have uh, become legendary for. So uh, I, I want to talk to all you guys about your individual marathon experience in Disney World. I first sort of picked up the gauntlet and took up the challenge uh, and really learned about the marathon back in 2008. I had heard about it, obviously, for years, uh, really as something that didn't interest me a lot because it always seemed to be something clearly for runners. It was an athletic event. Uh, when I decided, and uh, and somehow it just came out of my mouth, I said it on the show that I was going to run the half marathon with my tiny little legs and very little training. It ended up being such an incredibly surreal and enlightening and memorable and rewarding, undoubtedly one of the best, most enjoyable Disney experiences of my life. And it remains to, to that this day, And it's because it was so good that I haven't run another half marathon again because I I was afraid that any other experience would take away from how good that was and I didn't want to potentially get swept in the future. Um, But nothing I ever read or had seen, no discussions I had with other people could have prepared me for what I saw in the wee hours of that morning. But I want to hear about you guys because, you know, like everybody that comes to Disney, we all have our own story. And I want you to tell us about your marathon experience, whether it's as a runner, as a spectator, sort of how you found out about the Disney running thing. Were you a runner before? What have you done since? And we'll sort of go in the same order if we can as the introduction. So, Lori, you know, because I know you've been there both cheering and running. Yeah. Um, oh, that was really insightful. Thanks. You like it? Woo, yeah. <laughs> um, no, actually, like, we've taken family vacations in January, so I've always seen the marathon runners and thought, oh, you know, that's really cool. Maybe someday I'll do that. But then when you decided to do it, when we came down to cheer you on, you know, within a month later, I was signing up for my first half, which was an amazing experience. It's, I still can't believe I did it. <laughs> and then did it the year after that, and then with a stress fracture, but this year I was smart and didn't decide to train two months out. I know, believe it. I learned a lesson. 
and uh, just decided to come down and cheer this year, which was, I forgot how much fun that was. It's, it's so much fun getting up at three in the morning and scooping out the spot. You yes. know, you say that half jokingly, but we'll talk about that from a spectator because it is, it is, there was, as crazy as it sounds to set your alarm for two when you're not running, there is something that was a lot of fun. And so are you giving me thanks or blame and were you getting smart by not running or not running with a stress fracture? Um, I was, I was, I was smart for like only deciding two months out that I was not going to try to push it and train this year after what happened last year. And, uh, no, I wasn't uh, being, being sarcastic or smart. It was actually really fun getting up. Although at one point I thought, why am I up this early and I'm not running? But I was the fourth person through bag check at the Magic Kingdom that morning, which was kind of cool. <laughs> See, we all take away our little badges of honor from the weekend, and that and that was yours. So yeah, that was mine. Fourth person through bag check, and you know, run down Main Street to scope out the spot across the watch the watch stores. So and listen, there is something cool about being in the Magic Kingdom when nobody else is there at, at four o'clock in the morning. So oh yeah, it's it's really neat getting those nighttime pictures when nobody's on Main Street hardly. It's a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, we weren't we weren't really the only ones there, but. So Val and Steve, uh, obviously you guys are husband and wife, so your story is sort of combined. And, and tell us, you know, who sort of dragged who or who inspired who to come down for the marathon? Well, <laughs> I had this friend, and he and his wife were going to be running a half marathon. And so I said to my husband, we're going to go down to Disney in January and watch Lou and his wife run a half marathon. And he says, Lou who? And then he says, well, I'm not going to go down there unless I'm running. So I came into the computer. I signed him up, took the paper in and handed it to him and said, you're running. And that's how we got dragged into uh, doing the marathon. I've always been a spectator. I've had a different experience every time. Um, this year in particular was really fantastic because I've heard the stories from all of you about the start area and everything that goes on. And this year, I was able to be there with the team and get to see what goes on there in the morning. And then on marathon day, after our team went off to, to line up, Lou and I went back to warm up in the car. <laughs> and we moved the car. You're not <laughs> supposed to tell anybody that part of the story. <laughs> to move the car closer to the monorail. And so we were right next to the monorail where you run you know, into Spaceship Earth, run, you know, through under Spaceship Earth. And we got to see the Main Street Electrical Parade floats there and see the runners start coming through. We got to see all the fireworks going off, which are all the things I've never seen before. And it was just fantastic. It really was. And like Lori said, getting up that early in the morning and being last year, I was the first one on Main Street. That's my little badge of honor. <laughs> and, um, but just to see this year in particular, to see all of our runners, I've always had, you know, four or five runners that were coming through. But this year, with the team being 30 people strong and to see all, everybody coming through, it just was fantastic for me. It really was. And incidentally, I've already had two more people signing up this week. There you go. Awesome. So, Steve, so Steve, you were you were almost tricked into running, but that was not your you weren't one and done. You've you've come back uh, better and stronger each year. I was tricked. I, it wasn't almost. I was tricked. But uh, yeah, so now 
I've done four marathon weekends and uh, three goofies now, and it's you know changed my life. Instead of eating uh, kitchen sinks every day, I <laughs> run every day. So it really uh, made a big difference for me. So for the better. And, and for uh, those who who may not know what the goofy is, uh, the marathon weekend consists of a 5K on Friday, the half marathon on Saturday, the full marathon on Sunday. If you are crazy enough or goofy enough to do the half and then follow it up by doubling it on Sunday, you get not just the two medals, but you get a goofy medal as well. So that is quite an accomplishment to say that you've done the goofy. I think Steve needs to do the 5K next year and the, do the dopey. <laughs> who knows? But uh, this year was uh, extra special. Uh, like Valerie said, meeting in the morning was great that you all came over at 3 o'clock and and we got to meet all the team members and uh, you guys cheering us on were there. It made that time in the morning so much better. Those first couple of years, I was just kind of standing alone on the asphalt for two hours and uh, it really was enjoyable having everybody there this year. Yeah, and I want to talk about that when we talk about the the spectator and the running experience because as somebody who ran the half, I realized how important it was when I was running, and that's why I wanted to be there. And it and I heard more and more this year about how much that meant to so many people that they saw familiar faces or even strangers calling out their names. Mary Jo, what about you? What was sort of your introduction to the Disney Marathon? And this year, obviously, your experience changed quite a bit. Yeah. Um, well, in the past, I guess most people are familiar with what I said last year and about how much I love Disney races. I've done 11 Disney races and starting from, you know, just a 5K all the way up to the Goofies Challenge last year and have just totally loved the experience, um, everything about it. And this year we went out and defined what the WDW radio running team was. And, um, you know, we were a little bit late in the game, but we did get it together and we, you know, told everyone exactly what we wanted to accomplish with the team. And um, we had some fundraising goals. And so that was great. But I said to myself, you know, I knew that I wasn't going to be going to the marathon this year and I was going to be in Tennessee. And I really wanted to be there, honestly, but um, just, you know, couldn't actually make it this year. But I said to myself, you know, what can I do to help these people and to help our team? And the more and more we talked about it, we decided that I could be the online captain, which, you know, I kind of made up that for myself, you know, the (laughs) online captain. What exactly is the online captain? Um, But what I did during the race was, and before the race and after the race, was provide information to our runners and I did that through Facebook, through our Facebook page uh, for the running team, through emails, through texting, and occasionally even through phone calls. And I tried to provide motivation, any assistance that I could, and just communicate anything uh, to the runners from a central location so that they would feel like they had someone to go to. And be it that I was in Tennessee, it really didn't matter. Actually, kind of was helpful because I was able to concentrate on the task. And um, I think it, it turned out great. So I was really, really, really pleased with our team. We had people who ran their first task to people like Mark Brinkerhoff 
on our team who placed 291st overall in the half marathon, which was just unbelievable. We were, like, so excited about that. And also people like Joe Kowinski, who ran, who's run, what, 12 full marathons? That's 12 now, yeah. Yeah, so we've had people with lots of experience and people with no experience. So just trying to tailor the communications to all levels and provide that motivation and just offer any assistance that really I could do from home. And I just, you know, it was a thrill to kind of feel like I was there but not actually be there and be here in Tennessee where it was snowing. (laughs) And Mary Jo, really, we know what, you know, you've told us everything that you did for the team, but what, what you're not saying and what I really appreciate is you were so there for us who was following the team. You were able to let us know when somebody was coming by, you know, where they were on the course, when they finished, if they finished. And the people <laughs> speaking for, I'm, I'm speaking for all of us who were the this cheer squad. I mean, for us to, to get this kind of information uh, in a timely, it was wonderful. Everything you did, we just, you're just amazing. She was yeah. texting us at two o'clock in the morning going, y'all need a wake up call. Cause oh, I'm up at the command center. I can hear the accent for the text. That's pretty good. Yeah. I did. Yeah, it did. said Y-A-L-L y'all. <laughs> I woke up those mornings at like two 30 in the morning. And I think my husband actually thought I was going insane. It's like, what in the heck are you doing? I'm like, I have to make sure all my team is up and ready to go. And some people wanted me to call them if they didn't text me back. And, um, you know, because there are a lot of fears, especially with people who've never done races. And, you know, there's a lot of issues with being at Disney and, you know, not knowing, uh, you know, what time to get on the bus or, uh, you know, just different things like that. And all the way to, uh, like, our meet. We had a running team meet on the Sunday evening after all the races were over, people were asking me, you know, where exactly in Epcot and stuff like that. I was getting texts. I even got a text on Monday asking for directions from Alabama <laughs> to Kentucky or something. <laughs> so, um, you know, I kind of uh, become close to some of them and it's just, it's been a great experience. I'm so excited that um, I could do that and, um, I'm excited that I might get to meet some of them on the cruise as well. Yeah, I um, I pictured your house looking like the command center, the glass-enclosed command center in Mission Space. Your husband and your kids on the other side looking for breakfast, and you'd be like, y'all be quiet. I got to make sure the runners are at the Rack Corral. And, so. Get me some grits. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. I so, told Deanna that she could use the phone one time. Yeah, that and was hilarious. She, she didn't call her husband. She called Mary Jo. <laughs> she would get the word out to everybody. So, uh, Beck and Rick, what about you guys? I, I've, um, you, I know you guys have been listeners for a while. I've heard from you. We've corresponded via email. Uh, tell us about your first Disney running experience, and even if you guys were, were runners beforehand or spectators beforehand. Well, we're in the group that says this is all Lou Mangiello's fault because um, I was catching up on old uh, episodes from 2008, actually, and then 2009 when you were talking about the race experience. And honestly, I'd never run ever, ever, ever. And it it made me think, huh, 
running at my favorite place in the whole wide world. That sounds really interesting. So I started talking to my dad, who's a runner, and he I knew they'd be in Florida around the same time. And I just casually mentioned it to him. Yeah, dad, I'm thinking about doing this. Three days later, he sends me an email and goes, yeah, I signed up for that Disney race you were talking about. <laughs> he so, did a Valerie Jew. He pulled a Valerie on you. Exactly. And and then he was kind of like, I said, oh, well, dad, I'm, geez, it's 2009. I'm thinking 2011. I, you know, 2010 just seems too close to me. And uh, he said, well, a race is a big motivator. And he was right. So I think it was April by the time, um, I signed up, <clears throat> but I started walking, just doing the walking, and started out with the Couch to 5K program. And then when I got started, Rick got motivated to get started. And so we started training together. We did a, a few 5Ks um, that summer. And then we both did our first half was the Detroit Half Marathon in October, which we were, we were completely not ready for. Um, and then the, the following January was our first half. And, uh, of course that was the year of the snow and the sleet and the sub 30 temperatures. And yet we had such a good time. We came right back to do the full the next year. So we must've done something right. <laughs> and I'm sure running in Detroit is just like running through the magic kingdom. Well, equally it was, as magical. It was last year. Yeah, the weather. Yeah, last year's weather was perfectly the same as we'd been training, and it was like, yeah, what's the problem here? Well, you know, all these people from the Bahamas and Jamaica—they're going, yeah, this is terrible. I'm like, yeah, this is what I trained in, so really not a problem. But no, um, in fact, they have a full marathon in Detroit. I have no interest because I wouldn't go to Magic Kingdom and Epcot and Studios and and Animal Kingdom. I have no interest in doing 26 miles anywhere else ever. So, but, but when you're saying about doing it anywhere else, do you find yourself hooked uh, on the marathon, the Disney marathon experience? Well, can I, can we say Disney half marathon experience? <laughs> <laughs> when I say marathon, it's sort of all yes. encompassing of we the weekend. We did the full, but man, was it ever grueling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think probably if we can come down every marathon weekend, we probably will. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, and I, we're going to talk about that um, when Joe is finished, about this, this shift that I was talking about and the popularity of Marathon Weekend. But, Joe, you know, we, we hinted to it before. Uh, mm-hmm. This was not your first dipping of the toe into the marathon pool. No, I waddle a lot, though, Lou. I, 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 <laughs> running is – let's just put running in quotes for me. I like waddling. I mean, I really – I am I am definitely built for comfort, not speed. Who am I kidding? Um <laughs> But um, I guess very quickly, uh, it, my story is pretty simple. Um, went through a, went through a divorce, and my my kid was uh, about six at the time, and she was having a bit of a hard time in school, and and you know, the, it was a dark time, let's just say, a rough time. And uh, she basically uh, came up to me one day, and and it's rough to hear a first grader say this, but you know, Dad, I want to quit. This school is too hard. I want to give up. So I basically told her, look, if you do something hard, which is focus on school and get better grades, I'll do something hard. And she goes, well, what are you going to do? And I say, I have absolutely no idea, but I'll leave it up to you. That was so stupid. (laughs) Um, About about two weeks later, uh, she comes home from school and goes, well, dad, what's a marathon? I have no idea. I, I, I said, it's a really long race. Well, is there one in New York? Yes. Ten minutes later, we're online signing up for the lottery for the New York City Marathon. Uh, made her a promise, didn't want to break it, so unfortunately I didn't get in. So when you run for a charity, they get you into the race automatically. I trained myself, which, which is another mistake, and then I waddled through and, and finished. But the best part about it is the first time you finish a marathon, that medal is very, very special to you. So you put that around your daughter's neck, and the next thing you know, it, 
kind of had an influence on her. So she's gone from really struggling to an honor student. So she's consistently worked hard at school, and I want to consistently show her that if you don't give up on something, you can get better. Well, it's taken me a while, but um, let's face it. You know, after I ran New York, my first marathon was in November of '05, doing this, and then right after I crossed the finish line, there's this feeling of not only exhaustion and God, you feel, why the hell did I just do this to myself? But where else do they offer these and how interesting can it be? So two months later, I ran Orlando for the first time. I ran the Disney Marathon. And that was a very different experience than running New York. And it was absolutely wonderful. So I've come back a few times. I ran Goofy once. And uh, the topper for me coming back this year, obviously, Lou was was being involved a bit in raising some money for the Dream Team because I'm also, well, I was when I had more time available to me, I was a wish grantor for the Make-A-Wish Foundation in New York. So I got to see where some of the money that charities like the Dream Team goes and how it just affects young lives. It's unbelievable. So putting together my love of running and my love of Disney and the ability to help kids in a charity that I really admire. It just, it's the perfect storm for me. So I was really, really happy to, to join the team this year. Well, I, listen, that, that's uh, thank you for sharing such a personal story with us and, you know, for what you did with, for the dream team. And we'll, we'll talk about the charitable aspect of what this race has done and what these events have done and the lives of so many people that they've impacted, not just for the people who are running, but for the kids and the people who are benefiting long term from those that participate. But the the one sort of common thread from all of our stories was it really was our personal stupidity that got us into running in the first place. And eventually we fall in <laughs> love with it, but we're either tricked or... You know, I was almost goaded into it by somebody, and I was like, I said it on the show. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do a half marathon, and I was laughed at, and I was like, well, now I'm really going to do a half marathon, um, and then sort of the the domino effect happened from there. But uh, speaking of people who um, who took up the challenge, not just to do their half, and then sort of got addicted to it, uh, somebody who in her past, way, way, way back was a runner herself, is my lovely wife. Welcome to the show, Deanna. A better late than never, but welcome. Yay! Hi, everybody. Hey, Deanna. Hi. I'm still alive, and I am finally walking like a normal human being again. (laughs) (laughs) So we were just telling our stories about how we started in our personal experiences. Uh, Again, I, I know we're going to hear the story about how you were a runner in high school. You make it sound like it was last week. It might have been a couple of days before then. But your first race at Disney was with me when we did it back in 2008. It was. Um, it was such a wonderful experience that you never did it again with me. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I run for many, many reasons. One, obviously, is to keep myself in shape, but I don't know if anyone knows a little bit about my story that, unfortunately, both my parents are deceased from cancer. And um, not hereditary cancers, but unfortunately, cancer. And I know recently, you know that Lou lost his father, unfortunately, to cancer. 
So with his charity and with both of us feeling that we know that our parents would want to give back, we decided to put our money and our, the charity's money towards some, uh, a child that we could see the results. And if you told me that I had to run another full marathon again <laughs> to grant a wish that we did on Sunday, I would do it. But I can get the same result running a half marathon. So I will do a half marathon forever and ever and ever, even though I love my running partner, Steve Drew. He is the best in the world. He is like, he is Superman and he's my idol. But um, I feel personally that I did it and it was a huge accomplishment for me. And one and done, it's off the bucket list. And I will tell you, I'll admit that I had already said how proud I am of you for doing this for yourself and for the charity and for all the reasons that I know you do it. And uh, and there's and there's a lot of and like I said, you know, that's why I wanted to have such a diverse group of us here because we all do have our personal stories. And of the fifty four thousand people that came this weekend, they all have their stories as well. But I said at the beginning that there was a shift. I felt that there's a shift that I've noticed since 2007 or so when I really sort of became aware of what the marathon was and what marathon weekend the event really had become. And the shift that I'm talking about is a shift from an athletic event to a social event. And judging by how many people were running on the course and were cheering on the sidelines and at the start and at the finish and even in the parks, you can certainly see that that's what it's become. And by virtue of how many of us have said that we keep going back not to run or not even to cheer on a specific individual, a spouse, whatever, a friend, whatever, it's become more of a social aspect. And the marathon weekend is now a destination event. It's people go down for the holidays. They go down for uh, the not-so-scary party. They go down for Mickey's Very Merry. Marathon weekend is becoming one of those events Again, for many of us who aren't even runners, and listen, my short little stubby legs will never be a runner. And to support their spouses and getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning to support their spouses, to cheer them on. But but that's what we were saying before. That was, Lori made a, a point, that was a big, fun part of the event. You know, I felt that I was insane when I was going to pick up Valerie at the boardwalk, and her pickup time was 10 after 3. But, you know, Lori, or any of you... Talk about that part of the experience. Do you have you you've been back many times? Do you see that same shift as well? Do you see that shift becoming more social than athletic? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's it's come from. Yeah, you're gonna go run and do this race, but more importantly, you get to hang out with a lot of your friends. And for me, I'm lucky that usually marathon weekend is right around my birthday, so I get like a bonus because it's a birthday trip. <laughs> yeah. Any fun hanging out with friends trip. Very nice. All right. I've seen a lot of people um, through the Disney community just really get excited about getting involved. If it just be in the 5K, people um, are, you know, want to get off the couch and possibly try their first 5K at Disney World. And they've seen what other people have done and how much fun it was. So, um sitting at home watching Twitter and watching Facebook this year, I was just amazed at the people and the excitement. You could feel the buzz through the computer just 
uh, the people cheering their runners on or their friends um, and, you know, cheering them on for the 5K, not just the goofy or the full. So well, I, um, the- I definitely have seen a, a difference in the past few years. I think the 5Ks originally were designed so um, family fun run so that if you bring your kids on Friday, you can take your kids and they can run. But they've started gearing a lot of the 5Ks to try to get adults to come in and have fun doing it. People like me who actually trained for a 5K. <laughs> I did. And I, and, I, and I did it within the time period that was allotted on my first attempt. The second one was the monsoon of um, oh. Everest weekend. And nobody got through um, oh my in the gosh, time was that year. a monsoon. We were running in knee deep water. But now that's my that's my running experience. That's but true. you know, but but even someone like me who isn't really designed for um, athletic. Events. Oh, you're certainly designed. <laughs> you have to start somewhere now. You go ahead and do something like this. And another thing I noticed was that um, Disney used to close off the starting line where we've got where we went this year and now they've opened it up for spectators and for family to come in the morning and I think that's helping um, promote this more of a social aspect because not only are we getting up to go to the Magic Kingdom and stand in our spot but we get to go and see what goes on there and it was really a really exceptional experience for me this year being able to do that. Well, and you hit on uh, something that I want to point out. You, you mentioned the word family, and it very much has become a family experience. You know, when I first started seeing this in 2007, 2008, it was about coming down and running and looking at the numbers and seeing how they've grown exponentially from not just those who are participating, but the number of people that come down. You see it is a family event. There's the kids' fest, the fun run. Yeah, kids can run, but there's also families on the course, and there are coming out to be a part of the weekend in any capacity. And, and Rick and Beth, having done it a number of times, have you seen that? I mean, have you seen that sort of subtle shift maybe from year to year as well? Well, I, I kind of laughed because you said, oh, you know, if people bring their families, we leave our kids at home. So <laughs> We did too. <laughs> you too. Yeah, well, if we brought them, it would be cool because our our oldest daughter is 11 and she's getting into the running and she's done a couple 5Ks with me. She's done one with Rick. Um, and she says her her motivation is to um, run the half at Disney. Now, she's not old enough yet, and she's got some ways to go before then, but um, I can. It, it's a motivator for her just like it was a motivator for me. So it's good that they have those opportunities available. Now, um, I think it would be fun for them to come down and see us accomplish something like we accomplished this weekend. That would have actually been really cool to see us get those medals when we didn't even know – when we started, if we could do it, everyone kept saying, oh, you'll be fine. You'll do it. Deanna told me you can do it. You can do it. And I said to her, everybody seems to think that except me because I don't <laughs> think we can do it. But, you know, with the social, like you say, it being um, more of a social thing for us this year, um, last year, we knew you guys were down there, but we didn't hook up ahead of time. We only saw you afterwards at the um, at the meet in town square. But this year, having um, met ahead of time and we knew exactly where you guys would be, the whole first 10 miles of the race for me, I was like, we got to get to Magic Kingdom because our friends are going to be on Main Street. And that was really motivating. And we had something to look forward to that we'd see you guys on Main Street. And then for the rest of the race, 
personally, I was going, if I don't finish this thing, I will not be able to thank those people. I cannot approach them without that medal. So again, it was very motivating for us this year to have you guys along. Uh, I can't tell you, I so agree with you. Seeing Mm -hmm. those blue shirts on Main Street and, you know, it doesn't matter how much pain you're in, you get this like boost of energy to like push through and show that you're like on stage and that that excruciating pain does not show at all. Right. <laughs> yeah, and that, and and as a as somebody who ran and then is there to cheer, we all understand how important it is, and and all of us who were along the course at many different locations were looking out for the blue shirts. But you're cheering everybody on. You're looking at the bibs, and you're trying. De- Listen, when you get to be my age, Disney, please make the names larger because I couldn't read them as they're going by. <laughs> But you're trying to, I'm so blind. I'm I'm trying to read the names and you're screaming out, hey, John, hey, Beth, hey, whatever. And it means so much to those people. Joe, I mean, as somebody who ran too, you were part of the running Mm -hmm. team this year. But you get that same feeling when somebody says, hey, Joe, come on, you're almost there. You're doing a great job. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I got to tell you, my mind goes to Never Netherland by the time I'm at mile 11 or 12. I am totally unfocused the second half of a marathon. Uh, simply because I'm tired already and becoming cranky. So when everybody starts yelling your name, even you know total strangers yelling your name, it does help. It really does, no matter what marathon you run in. And you know how, Lou, you're talking about the, the subtle shift. Um, Disney is extremely unique. I mean, I've run a few marathons in, in different cities, some large ones, and I could tell you that Disney is unique because – Never in one marathon weekend do you get to run a family 5K on a Friday, then a half marathon on a Saturday, and then the very next morning, same course in part, you're running a marathon. Each one has, what, 15,000 runners? And on top of that, you're able to run a half marathon on uh, on Saturday and a full on Sunday. This is the only time during the year, and and believe me, I'm kind of a marathon nerd, so I kind of know this, which is scary, but... (laughs) Um, this is the only time during the year that you can run this type of race. You can't run a marathon on Sunday after running a half marathon on Saturday in the same location. And oh, by the way, it's Disney World. So you're going to have a very organized and efficient way of doing it. Um, it, It's just an amazing experience. And on top of that, you can see the subtle shift because they're finding people like Jeff Galloway. They're creating something called Run Disney. They've set up a whole series of races, and they are taking it seriously. And I really think it's become such a positive thing for the running community. It's growing the running community because people that maybe in the past would look at it going, I don't want to run. It's just tedious. It's boring. But wait a second. You, you know, you get a little taste of it in Orlando. Go to, go to Disney World and, and watch this weekend. You may walk away from it saying, I want to try a 5K next year. And then all of a sudden you catch one more person. Maybe they get a little healthier and it's so on and so on. It grows. And you can see that subtle shift. I think they're doing a fantastic job. Well, yeah, I think that Jeff Galloway, um, his method has really uh, pushed the envelope with a lot of people um, in the Disney community that have wanted to participate in marathons but have been afraid that they would be shunned or that maybe they were too big or, you know, too old or whatever, 
But um, the Jeff Galloway method has really helped a lot of people get out there and accomplish these goals, and I'm one of them. Um, I know Dan has run with me doing the Jeff Galloway method, and I just think it's fantastic. You can go to the ESPN Wide World of Sports um, page, and they have all the training tips that Jeff Galloway gives for the run-walk method, and it gives um, training videos, programs, and just everything that can get you set up to go uh, run a race, uh, be it at Disney or somewhere else. Yeah, and I think we should just mention Jeff Galloway really quickly because I think it's important for a couple of reasons, one of which Disney clearly took notice of the fact that the numbers were growing by leaps and bounds. This year, 17,000 people ran a full marathon. 27,000 ran the half. In 2008, that number was about 16,000. There were 5,000 goofy runners. Runners came from all 50 United States and as well as 60 other countries. So they see that it's growing. And by introducing the Jeff Galloway method, and for those who don't know, Jeff Galloway was an Olympian in 1972. He founded this Galloway Marathon training program. And he gives, like you said, Mary Jo, he lends his expertise to beginners as well as those who are experienced runners, helping everybody get through, lead a better lifestyle. And again, Disney rebranded what they were doing to this Run Disney and brings it all together for these marathon and half marathon weekends. But I think the thing that's interesting is that, and Joe, you touched on this, how I think initially the Disney Marathon Weekend brought runners to Walt Disney World. And now what it's doing is it's bringing Disney World enthusiasts to running, something that, and I'll speak for myself, I never would have considered. If you would have ever asked me, hey, Louie, do you want to do a 5K or a half? You would have lost me at 5K, no matter <laughs> where you would have asked me to do it. New Jersey, Florida, the moon, I wouldn't have done it. But you say, oh, Disney World, and then you hear about what you're doing from other people, and you start talking about it, and you look at the course, and you see the things that are going on there. You're like, yeah, I can do this. And look, I trained... Not a lot. I ran the my longest run. You did not run a lot. Right. I have to. I have to <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the support. Uh, my longest run was Even on a if- treadmill for six miles. But I knew that what I would Five see on the course would. <laughs> I'm going to mute your mic in about two seconds. What I knew what I was going to see on the course was going to get me through it. And, and I'm sure all of you who weren't runners beforehand, I'm I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Deanna, I know you were a distance runner in high school, but for everybody else who wasn't a runner, do you guys feel And I'm only 29, so. Right. So did that, you know, do you feel that it was the Disney experience that brought you to running? And, and, uh, you know, I think Rick and Beth, you guys hinted to that a little bit, that it was sort of hearing about the Disney marathon that got you into the running, and now you are runners. Well, yeah, we, it got us into running, but I, I'm still not really sure I want to call myself a runner. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you run it once, you're a we runner. We a marathon. Yeah. I don't think real runners would call us runners either. <laughs> That's right. They absolutely not. I mean, if you look at what we did on the, in the marathon, we stopped at almost every character for yep. pictures. Oh, I saw your pictures. Every porta potty, every every photo op, mile marker. Failed to finish. Mention one special thing that you did in Animal uh-huh. Kingdom. You go have ahead, to tell Jim. everybody. Okay, go ahead. Uh, they actually rode Expedition Everest during the full marathon. 
So if you look at that seven hour, seven second time, you know, five minutes of that was riding on Everest. So duh, how stupid are we, right? But okay. Okay, so did they let you guys just get, did they let you instantly get on or did you actually have to wait in line? No, they had. They were passing out fast passes as we ran by, and Everest is my favorite. Now, Small World is my, you know, favorite from childhood, but Everest is my just my very favorite ride, and I only got one ride on it this year, until Marathon Day, and they were passing out. They were kind of flashing these fast passes as we ran by, and we were like, oh, we don't have time. We don't have time. And they were like, ah, what the heck? So we turned around, then we couldn't find the guy. We're like, he was just here. Where'd he go? And then he saw that we were looking for him, and he held him up in the air. We went and we grabbed him, and of course, you would think that the people in the fast pass line would go, oh, you're in the middle of a marathon. Go ahead of us. No, they didn't. You know, we had to wait for one train to go by before we could. But hey, we got our picture taken sitting on Everest with our bibs on and a big, huge smile on our face, all the while going, Do we have time for this? I don't think we have time for this. Do we have, are we going are we gonna finish? Do we have time for this? But we figured, What the heck? We do it anyway. Oh my God, I love it. That would get me swept. <laughs> totally no, see, swept. That yeah. is yeah. awesome. <laughs> That's an yeah, awesome story. Swept, that's the way you do it. Yeah, but right. if I would have sat that down, if I would have sat down on Everest, I would not have gotten up at that point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's because you had Steve. Steve wouldn't have let you, Steve Steve have let you ride. No, come on. I think that is a very telling story. Not just because it shows you that you're crazy, but to, <laughs> <laughs> because. It, you know, everybody says, look, there's no way I'm going to get swept. I'm not a runner. I'm I'm short. I'm overweight. Or for me, it's actually both. But I, I, there's no way I could finish. You People run these races, and, and I put run in air quotes, yeah. differently. You don't have to run the whole thing. You can walk it. You can stop for character pictures. You can ride an attraction during the marathon. I mean, I think that is an epic story, and that's what you're going to take away from this. But, but for those who are listening who say, Lou, this show is not for me because I could never run. There's a great example. You know, people who were non-runners who are now running, they're doing a full, and they're being able to take time, enjoy the experience, and ride an attraction. I wouldn't recommend it, though, just in case. (laughs) Always we are, just in case, because honestly, we... We stressed from after Animal Kingdom until the very end of the race, like the last eight miles. The first 18 miles were awesome. We had such a fun time. But then we started looking at, yeah, yeah, till we got through Animal Kingdom. And then we started realizing how far at the end we were, that there weren't that many people behind us. And we started really getting stressed because, honestly, I was afraid if I was going to get – I would cry and cry and cry if I didn't get that medal. So I was going to be so disappointed if we didn't. And so we really had to push. You know, we laugh about, oh, how awesome that was that we did that. But it was actually really stupid because we really needed those five minutes. We really needed those five minutes. But we got the medal, so I guess it's okay. Yes. You know, but again, you can run. You can run, walk. Steve and Deanna, they ran the whole time. They had a great time. Mary Jo, you mentioned other people on the team who had amazing times coming in like in the top 250 of the runners. But the the thing that's consistent through all these stories is how fun this race is. You know, I'm sure people are saying, yeah, I'm going to go do the Ironman triathlon or I'm going to do the, the Marine marathon probably aren't having as much fun as everybody is who's coming to do it in Disney. And I think that's why it's drawing so many people from so many diverse backgrounds to participate in any way, whether you're running or even just getting out at 2 o'clock in the morning to cheer. Mm-hmm. I can attest to that one, Lou. I run, uh, obviously, New York, and I've, I've run uh, a couple of other larger marathons, and they are pretty competitive. It's a different mindset. You show up, and, and you really you want to have your A game, if you want to call it that. 
<laughs> please for me. That's kind of show up and finish. Who am I kidding? But, but you know, bottom line is it's it's a different mentality um, than when you go down to Walt Disney World and you show up for Marathon Weekend because instead of uh, runners in the if you want to call it the Marathon Village before you go out to the starting corrals at <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. Um, it's a different mentality in Walt Disney World than any other place and any other marathon I've done because it's, it is completely non-judgmental. You don't see runners looking at each other going, I can't believe he's going to run 26.2 today. <laughs> well, How's that possible? Well, half of them are possible? dressed like Tinkerbell. So, I mean, <laughs> exactly. how really can you, you know? <clears throat> I mean, my goal is to run a marathon as Elvis. And that, I, I mean, I haven't done that yet. I think family would probably shoot me if I did. Um, but, you know, the bottom line is it's non-judgmental. So if somebody ever wanted to run a first distance event, a 5K, a half marathon or a marathon, I mean, what a better place than this. It's organized and, it's at, and this is a very important point. It is non-judgmental. And that does a world of good for a first-time marathoner's psyche, uh, just getting them comfortable with the concept of going from start to finish. You know, and, and – I know we're talking about people riding Everest, you know, in the middle of the marathon. You still had to finish 26.2 miles to earn the medal. Right. And only one-tenth one of 1%, one I believe, of the U.S. population has finished a marathon. And you know what? I don't know how many of them can actually say, I finished a marathon. And oh, by the way, I rode Expedition Everest. <laughs> how great is that? I mean, yeah. you, what kind of rarefied air is that? Yeah, you don't see anybody wearing the sweep the leg Johnny T-shirts in the corrals. Is there? You know, it, it's a very <laughs> friendly, a very supportive environment. It's so important too. It really is. It's a great mentality. It's a great. It's a great atmosphere to be in. Definitely. You know, yeah, I need to go out and make it make it fun. Don't just like the guy that wins. I truly want to know if he has fun doing five minute miles, flying through and finishing it in what like under two hours. Yeah. Like, is it fun? To, you know. But have you seen what he cool does stuff. at the finish line? Yeah. What he does at the finish line is awesome fun. He jumps up and all the confetti and Mickey Mouse and Minnie. Yeah, but I'd rather and... stop and get my picture with Phineas and Ferb <laughs> and Doug from Up. Hey, and well, have... Phineas and Ferb were on the full course. so yeah, you can... That is enough reason for me to want to do the full. I yeah. want to see Phineas and Ferb. So wait, let me just get this straight, Lori. You would rather take a picture with Phineas and Ferb than win the Disney Marathon. <laughs> yeah. Just so I'm clear. All right. Definitely. Okay, I would have rather have had a child because then I would have had something to actually because <laughs> of the pain I was in. Well, no, you make a you know what, but but you jokingly make a great yeah. point because you do end up with something. And I think Joe, yeah. you touched on this before. When you get that medal put around your neck, you know, other than than really macho guys like Joe, Rick, and Steve, you want to tear up because you are so proud of what you have accomplished and you wear that medal with that pride for days in my case months afterward in the theme parks people literally patting you on the back and hugging you saying congratulations that is is a reward and a payoff for the pain that it, it's it's a feeling unlike any other yeah it totally is i ended up coming in when we cross the finish line and we go in for our medals i'm with steve and he 
fortunately enough, gets his Mickey medal, and then we have to go over and get his Goofy medal. Well, I come through, and three of Lou's listeners are handing out medals, okay? So I end up getting tackled, like, Deanna, you did it. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) And now here's these three people with all these medals supposed to be handing out medals, and they're all, like, on top of me, and Steve's like, well, what about my medal? And he stands in there, like, waiting. And I was like, oh, my God. But anyway, it was just, it was such an, um, then, of course, I start crying. Everybody's crying now. It's just, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was oh, my gosh. Crazy. I was crying when we saw you in the UK. You come through and you're hugging me and I start crying. I know. I know. <laughs> hey, that, I cried in Tennessee. And at that point, I couldn't feel, I couldn't feel my legs. <laughs> Oh, it, it is a very emotional experience, though. I mean, uh, it it was truly. And then Lou was running backwards trying to videotape me, and he put the camera in my face, and he's like, "So tell me how you're feeling right now." And I looked at him, and I wanted to say a couple choice words, and I just said, "Honey, I just want to be done." She had that same look during childbirth. I'm like, "How you feeling right now?" She's like, "I hate you with a passion." Get the camera out of my face. I kill you. Yeah. I have to say something too, though. Um, if you have the wherewithal. I, I ahead of time before you approach the medals because I carried a camera with me the whole 26 miles Rick goes you're going to carry your camera yes I am because I wanted to get really good pictures I thought hey this might be the only time I ever do this thing so if you have the wherewithal have a camera with you and ha- take a picture of the people putting the medals on yeah. I have a great picture of um, the guy putting my medal on he has this gigantic grin on his face it is so cool and then he puts the medal on Rick and he's not looking so you know excited that on this picture so that that was pretty funny but she's much prettier though well you know Matthew, you need to send me that photo oh I will I will it's really it's very cool to see I was excited and so happy but this guy was so excited and happy too that was I thought that was really neat but we have pictures of each of us getting the medals put around our neck so if you think about it ahead of time have your camera ready and take pictures of that well, look, even the people um, taking pictures this year, ASI, mm-hmm. they finally got together and were there with the characters taking pictures. Yeah, they were, except it's you about time. Except Mickey and Animal Kingdom. I'm like, this is the head guy here. Where's his professional photographer? Not only was there no professional photographer, but there was no line for him. I'm like, Mickey, you have no idea. I'm just running toward him, you know. But Rick took the picture because there wasn't anybody there. <laughs> so. Well, and, and Lori and Val, you can certainly attest to this, you know. We're talking about the experience for the people who are running and getting the medals. And we have our pride for our spouses and our friends. But I never imagined the experience as a spectator would be as rewarding as it was. And when I, you know, again, you hear getting up in the middle of the night and you're, you're standing in sometimes in the cold on the sidelines waiting for people to come by, sometimes literally for hours. But it's such a charge. It's such a rush when you're seeing people run by and you scream out their name and they look at you like hey like hey stranger thanks a lot like that really means a lot because we know it gets them through that next mile or two or whatever it was and we had such a blast being there you know for for the half and the full just cheering on and screaming and holding up signs and giving random high fives and hugs and pictures or whatever it was it is a great experience and, and you can tell, even the people that you don't know, how appreciative that you're there and you're calling out their name. It, it's, it's, you know, it's a great experience. In the past, years ago, we used to, as a family, go down to the Pittsburgh Marathon just to cheer people on and had a wonderful time doing that. So, of course, I knew that it would be a good thing to do in Disney, and we just, we love it. It's really a great experience. 
Yeah, and we mentioned before about the different aspects of it. I think, you know, people run for different reasons. Some reasons are personal. Some reasons are physical or mental or because a challenge was given to them. But there's also so much good that comes out of this event, not just for people personally, for what they do with the challenge for themselves or leading a healthier lifestyle, but for the people who benefit in the long term from this. There are so many charitable aspects to this race that I think people don't realize and, again, has grown exponentially over the past few years. Disney itself raises about $7 million for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society uh, through participant and volunteer donations along with team and training, the fundraising they do. You see them all running with coaches and people on the sidelines in their purple shirts. Um, Disney even takes the, the clothing, the sweats that you throw off you know, as you start to run and it starts to warm up. They take all that clothing they donate it to charities. Uh, we know All Ears and Deb, they raise money for breast cancer. They raised a ton of money this year. Uh, there's countless others. You also talked about how this year we finally got together sort of uh, very, very late to the game, September, October, November, what, whatever it was, a more formalized version of the running team and asked people who wanted to participate, whether you were a runner, a walker, or just wanted to go and cheer to help raise money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. We are still taking in donations. We're still finding out exactly how much we raised. Uh, And while the number is certainly wonderful and important, especially after what we were able to do this weekend, the fact that so many people wanted to be a part of it and wanted to take what they were doing personally and help others, uh, it, it means so much to me personally. But to you know, you guys know that you are benefiting people that truly need a little bit of that Disney magic that we we, uh, sort of take for granted sometimes. So, you know, Mary Jo and Valerie and Lori and Deanna, you guys did an awesome job putting that all together. We talked about what Mary Jo did online from, you know, Command Center Central in the bunker in Tennessee. Um, (laughs) You know, seeing the shirts on the sidelines and and having people come over and saying, you know, thanks for letting me be a part of this. And it was so much fun getting off the couch and getting in shape and I'm raising money and I'm doing this. Uh, it really is a unifying thing for the community. And um, to know that so much good comes out of this race is is one of the most rewarding aspects of it for me and, and I'm sure for you guys as well because you are all part of the running team. It's definitely a wonderful experience. And I personally want to thank the WDW radio running team for giving me the opportunity to participate for the first time in the dream team granting a wish through the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, Prior to our direct connection with Make-A-Wish, we raised a lot of money. I don't have the exact numbers, but we raised a lot of money. And it was about $92,000, $93,000, I think. Okay. And that all went through first giving and it went to make a wish and it went to grant wishes. But these were wishes we were never able to actually see. Well, on Sunday, we got the chance to meet a wonderful family of a wonderful little girl. And it, it's very difficult because um, there, aren't, there aren't words to explain the feelings and the emotions 
Um, and the wonder and the magic and the excitement of being able to meet this family, hear their story, know what they've been through, and know that you all, you, the WDW Radio running team, enabled me to be able to be there and meet these people. And I want to thank each and every one of you, and in turn, each and every one of your listeners that want to become a part of the team, whether you want to come and run, run a 5K, run a half marathon, run a full marathon, or if you would just want to come and and don our blue shirts and cheer our, our team on, and we need those people too. I can't explain to you in any way, shape, or form how much I appreciate what you all have given me. Okay, I'm crying now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing sentiments because as um as a former wish grantor here in New York City, um I've gotten to see uh during my time as a as a wish grantor, I got to go into a few families' homes and they welcomed me into their homes and and you may have they may have been recommended um by their doctor, you know, a cardiologist, a friend, a neighbor who knew that a child has a life-threatening illness and they're in a really a very difficult, hard areas, certain areas of the Bronx and Brooklyn and Queens that are, let's just say, very very much less than fortunate. Um, you get welcomed into their homes and, and you can see how little they have and the hope that a wish brings them. Um, it, it, it's amazing and not just for the kid. It's it's for the family as well. You know, the family gets to go, and it's the number one destination that's chosen. Um, I believe still by the Make a Wish Foundation is sending kids to Walt Disney World, and I, I, it's pretty obvious why. Um, they have it down to a science. The Make a Wish Foundation does have uh, the process down to a science. It's extremely efficient, and when the whole family gets to go, not just the child is affected by it, but the family, it's, it's this welcome break from an otherwise very rough time in their lives. And the money that you raise in order to send more kids to, to, to have their wishes granted, and like I said, the number one wish that they want is to go to Walt Disney World. Uh, I believe that's been the statistic for I don't know how many years with the organization. Um, but to see the look on the kid's face when you show up that morning and, and they usually do it with a big package and you get them goodies, you know, a couple of Mickey, uh, uh, Mickey stuffed animals. You get them uh, uh, pins, lanyards, you name it. And you put it together in a nice big box along with the trip tickets. To see the look on the entire family's face when you get to finally deliver it is absolutely mind-boggling. You'll never forget it. So I've been very lucky to be a wish granter only for a short period of time, unfortunately, but it left a lasting mark on me. And, and you know, now I'm just motivated to, to donate money and to do, and to do things like running for, for the, the running team here and raising a little bit of money for them because I've seen the positive benefit that comes out of it. Joe, let me tell you, the experience that we had on Sunday was just so unbelievable. This family was so deserving. Um, The mother from the kids 
they were just such such a wonderful, wonderful family that we were so blessed to have the experience to grant this wish. And, you know, it was very difficult for us to hold it together and not lose it, to make this a very happy thing for them because of the story that they brought to the table. There were so many times that I just wanted to break down and cry and kiss and hug them and say that, you know, it's going to be okay and we're praying for you and we're with you. But I didn't because I had Becky on my shoulder saying, no, no, don't cry. No, no. So, um, let me tell you, and as I said, if if I need to run full marathons to do that again, I will. Yeah. But as I say, I will run <laughs> every half marathon from here and on in if I have to. Let me tell you. You're going to run full marathons half a year at a time. You're going to run half this year and half next That's year and, and put them together. Yeah. I, I mean, look, we said that, and, and we tell the story about the wish granting because we want people to understand how rewarding it is, and for those people that over the years have contributed their time and donated money and donated things for auctions, and and you know, Lori, you guys, you, you Lori and Value put together this amazing backpack and, and basket and and everything and for all, yeah, all the scrapbooks. Uh, I mean, the the stuff that you gave to the child and the mother. I mean, it it was so, it was a life changing experience, and and it's not overstating that to see that family because they were so very deserving and everybody who participates in the dream team project and has done it for the past number of years, uh, you know, you've changed the lives of people forever. You literally, you know, they will never ever forget that day and they will never forget that experience. Um, because what, like you said, Joe, they've been going through up until now has been so bad and so, depressing um it was an amazing day for them and it was an amazing day for us and you know i don't want to to make this a sad thing like deanna said it was very it was a very happy occasion um but again so much good comes out of this and and that's the extreme end of it the the good that comes that we get to see for a child that is truly benefiting from the running and the pain and on the other side of the spectrum we see it because people come up to us and say you know, yeah, I, I heard about it on the show and and you've introduced me to something I never would have experienced in Walt Disney World and, and I've gotten off the couch and I've got this sense of pride and accomplishment. So it runs the gamut about the, you know, the difference that is truly made for people in, in, in so many different ways. And the growth of the experience and the extension of experience is giving people the opportunity to participate if they say, look, Lou, there's no way, you know, I'm going to do a half marathon. I can't run with 27,000 other people. They've got the Expedition Everest Challenge. They've got the Champion 5K during ESPN the weekend. They've got the Disney Princess Half Marathon, the Royal Family 5K, which is February 27th. The Wine and Dine Half Marathon is something new that they introduced. So there's all these other themed races which are giving people the opportunity the reason the excuse whatever it is to take another trip to Walt Disney World to try and do something maybe that they haven't done before and to have this party friendly social experience uh on top of it and you know the the 2012 marathon uh, registration is going to open in March 2011. They're now going to introduce a marathon relay. They're, they haven't released any information, but again, I think Disney wants to make these events 
as accessible to as many people as possible. And the themed races and the marathon relay is definitely one of the ways of doing it. You guys mentioned Run Disney. That's another way. Things like you do. Mary Jo being the online captain, whatever that may be, but helping to motivate (laughs) the people who need a little bit of inspiration to train a little bit. Uh, All those things are making these, again, not athletic events, but but really social events. I'll do the relay. (laughs) I'm not saying anything. I am saying nothing. I am committing to nothing. I think I do more. We'll do it together. I do more good. I think I do more good cheering on the opposite side than I do getting in the way of people. Don't forget we have the relay in the Wine and Dine also, which is a relay of a half marathon, which is a little bit more accessible. You're for not, those you're not helping. Oh, I thought you meant now. for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Don't forget, when you're on the sidelines with Lou, complete strangers running past, looking at him and saying, you, I did this because of you. I'm doing this because of you. And they're not even on the team. There's a lot of people out there that are running because of you. Liz. I hope they mean that in the in the best possible sense. Oh, of course they, they do. <laughs> Not like I am in excruciating pain and it's all your fault, Mangello. As they throw a cinnamon bun at him and hit him in the forehead. Oh, I wish they would have thrown cinnamon buns at me. I was starving on the course, running in my jeans. Well, <laughs> that dear. So, but well, look, last year I would have like I would have you know hugged you too, but you were like in Casey's getting a coffee. Well, that's true. <laughs> Beth and Rick, <laughs> Beth and Rick got off the course to run Everest. You got off the course to find me in Casey's. So, uh, you also somewhat well. Thank you, Scott. He's someone that <laughs> told me where you were, so I did go off course. Yeah, and, and listen, there were there were so many more people who. I wish could have been part of this roundtable and should have been part of the, of the roundtable who were there, and we are all grateful to them. Hopefully, if you're listening, you realize there are so many reasons to to do it, to participate, to for that sense of competing, to get yourself in shape or to stay in shape, to to lose weight or focus on your personal health. If you're a runner, to go out and get your personal best times or at, at a very minimum run to you know, help charitable causes, whatever your cause may be. It doesn't have to be the dream team, uh, whatever it may be. That alone is a reason to run. Before we wrap things up, do any of you guys have any parting thoughts? Lori, Val, Mary Jo, Beth Jo? I just wanted to say how proud I was of the team. We had 16 participants in the half marathon and all 16 finished. We had 10 participants in the full and all 10 of them uh, finished. So we were just so excited. Four of uh, those people uh, actually did the Goofy Challenge, and Steve was one of those. Um, just excellent to have a 100% finish rate uh, for our first year for our first you know, official rate, uh, WDW radio running team. So I'm proud of you guys. Thanks, Mary Jo. Absolutely. I'm very proud of everyone also, and I'm really, I'm really thrilled to have gotten to meet each and every one of you, and I look forward to – all the new people that, like I said, I've already started getting more people emailing me. Feel free, Valerie at WDWRadio.com. If you'd like to join the running team or the cheering team, feel free to please send me an email. Come aboard. We'd love to have you. Yeah, I just want to point out that um, Princess Half is coming up in the 5K and I know there's a group of us that plan on doing the 5K that Saturday 
and a very select few that are crazy enough to run it before getting on the cruise. <laughs> but not me, because I've been threatened with bodily harm. That is not endorsed nor <laughs> recommended by Lou Mangello. I'm just going on record. <laughs> but yeah, if you, uh, I'm just going to tell the listeners, if you plan on doing the 5K, look for us. You know, we will be out there meeting up somewhere at some point for the uh, the 5K for sure. And um, wearing your WDW radio running team blue. Yes, I of course. Okay. And it's in a tutu. In my tiara. <laughs> and I think my husband's gonna wear a tutu too. Two two two. And so's Lou. Uh-huh. I just made a like this big rhyme and didn't even try. And um Lou has video footage of it and I kinda tweeted it out there, but uh, I guess I'm doing the full marathon next year, so Woo. but I don't plan on riding Everest. Oh, all right. Party pooper. If only I could ride pirates, that would just, you know, seal the deal. But That's it takes a little bit off the course, I don't I think. Yeah, it's a little bit away. You don't even yeah. get close. Jack Sparrow is the closest you get to that. That works for me. Lori, I will be cheering you on for the full marathon. I will be cheering you on, mind you. <laughs> yes. Dan, and I'm gonna stop for characters for and go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm not running with Steve. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Mary Jo. Think about how much money we could raise for the dream team. If you ran the goofy next year. Who, me? Let's yes. Go. No, no, no. If, if I, my theory is if I can get through the full marathon next year, I. No, I'm, t- I'm talking to Deanna. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said who, no, me? You said yes. See, wait, this, this conversation's taking an ugly turn because everybody's trying to incentivize other people to run. Because I know any second somebody's going to go, Lou, come on, do it for the kids. And I'm going to be put on the spot. So let's go to, um, <laughs> let's go to Joe. If any parting thoughts. <laughs> Well, you know, one thing I just want to throw out there, Lou, is the fact that, you know, the Make-A-Wish Foundation was started by one wish being granted in Arizona, I believe in Scottsdale or Phoenix, I forget. And look what it's grown to, you know, a team in training, which if you were here over Marathon Weekend, you noticed the purple shirts basically everywhere. They were a sea of purple, basically. They were really well uh, represented. And they usually are in large marathons. But that started with a very small group of people. Uh, and look how big it's grown. And to be honest with you, this could be the same kind of thing. And, and I really do hope that this grows every year. Um, it, it could be a very consistent, positive thing. Uh, so this running team is, is, a, is, is just a, a, a great addition to the Marathon Weekend as far as I'm concerned. Because I, I love running for charity. Because you know, anything worth doing is worth doing for a higher purpose. That's what I think. And this is just a great higher purpose to run for. And to see – just to see more faces wearing blue next year or wearing blue during the year at the other half marathons or, or full marathons run on Disney properties, that would just be a great foundation. I, I think we've set a great foundation. You really have, Lou. You've done a great job. No, this is all here, here. about what you guys have done and you guys putting this together. And, and I appreciate that, Joe. And I can tell you again, we did get a late start this year and we learned a lot in a very short amount of time. But I can tell you that we are going to make some announcements very soon about some things that the running team is going to be doing that are marathon related looking forward to next year and beyond. There's going to be a lot of other opportunities for people to participate as runners, walkers, whether you want to cheer, fundraise, whatever it might be. Uh, Definitely stay tuned to the show. You can also, if you're even thinking about it, 
Just email Valerie at www.radio.com or go to the blog or the Facebook page for more information. But um, yeah, there's a lot of fun, exciting things that we are already planning for the 2012 Walt Disney World Marathon weekend and beyond. I'm excited. Um, the other good, the other thing I wanted to say was it was so great to meet up with Joe and Brian on the course and have all the blue shir- shirts together. When when we came down Main Street and actually I think we were with Brian and it was me, Steve, and Brian coming down Main Street to see oh, nice. our cheer team. It was our cheer squad. It was just like the best feeling. And I know next year we're gonna have a ton more blue shirts, but just to even have that many was just a, such a wonderful, wonderful experience. Yeah, and I again, I wish everybody on the running team could be here. I wish I could read off everybody's name, but there were so many uh, of us. And again, although they're not here, they are here in spirit, and we are grateful for everything that they have done. Um, again, Joe, it's. I think you're right. I think we have um, we've just sort of scratched the surface of what we're going to be able to do, the difference we are going to be able to make, and the wishes we are going to be able to grant and the ability for you guys to be a part of that wish granting experience as well, because we want to share what we saw for the first time and sort of was a trial run for us as well. We want to be able to share that with you guys as well too, and see the fruits of all of your efforts and what you guys have been doing. Um, Again, my thanks go out to all of you for making the marathon consistently such an amazing experience this year more than any um, has once again been one of my most memorable Disney experiences it is surreal and exciting and exhilarating and I have such a sense of pride and accomplishment for all of you and everything that you guys have done so uh, I am very very grateful I I look forward to seeing you at other events throughout the year as and certainly Uh, The Disney Marathon Weekend in 2012, I still think it's going to continue to grow and be bigger and better. And the things that we're going to be able to do with the running team and with the Dream Team Project for Make-A-Wish will only continue to grow as well. So I want to give all you guys my sincerest thanks. Lori Burke, Valerie Drew, Steve Drew, thank you again for getting my wife through her first and last full marathon. Mary Jo Command Center Collins. Oh my God, you rocked, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Beth and Rick Anderson. You did a great job. You guys are all awesome. It was so good to see you after the race and after you guys had showered, I was able to finally hug you. Joe Kolinsky, (laughs) the same as well. And and of course, Deanna, um, I am once again so very, very proud of all of you. And I'm also grateful that you guys took time um, out of your weekend to come to all the events, to the meet of the month and to the meets we had later on and certainly to join me on the round table tonight. So thank you all very, very much. Thanks, Lou. Thank you, Lou. Thanks, Lou. Thanks, Lou. Deck seven, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Cool kids. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Of course, thanks to all my guests on this week's roundtable 
everybody who was on the WDW Radio running team, all the athletes, volunteers, cast members, and everybody who made the weekend truly memorable and magical. Thanks also to everybody I had a chance to meet, whether it was on the course before or after the race, or who came out to the meet of the month on Saturday. Really had a good time getting a chance to sit and chat and meet with so many of you. And of course, once again, I'm so proud of all the people who were able to at least start the marathon, whether you finished or not. I still think that is the most challenging part, is just getting yourself to the starting line and committing yourself to doing it. The next big event I'm looking forward to is obviously the WDW Radio Cruise on the Disney Dream. If you are sailing with us, we are less than 40 days away. I'm sure we're all counting down together. Don't forget to visit www.radiocruise.com as well as the Facebook page at facebook.com slash wdwradio or follow me on Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangiello. For updates as far as what we're going to be doing on the cruise and outline of the itinerary, information on some of the activities we have planned, and information about some of the contests that we're going to have, including one that you can start working on right now, even before you get on board. Speaking of the Disney Dream, for those of you that can't join us, I do have a special treat for everybody, and that's going to take place on Wednesday, January 19th. I will be sailing on the christening cruise of the Disney Dream, and I'm going to be bringing the box people along with me. I'm planning on broadcasting that morning as I board the ship very, very early and as long and as often as I can throughout the three days. You can follow my updates again on Twitter and on Facebook and be sure and visit WDW Radio Live on your computer or the WDW Radio channel on Ustream.tv in order to watch. Speaking of watching, don't forget about every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, the WDW Newscast, where I do a live interactive news show covering Walt Disney World news and rumors. You can be part of the broadcast and the discussion by talking about the news real time in the chat room. But if you can't make the live show, that's okay. You can visit the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Radio. Watch the newscast just a little while after it airs live and keep the conversation going by posting comments right there on the YouTube channel. Posting there is just one of the many ways I love the show to be interactive. Remember, you can always email me at lou at wdwradio.com if you have a question, a comment, feedback, anything at all. If you want to be heard on the air, you can call the voicemail toll-free at 888-703-2171. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, catch me over on LinkedIn. All those links right on the homepage of wdwradio.com. And you can talk about anything Disney in our fun, completely family-friendly forums over at wdwradio.com. While you're on the site, be sure and subscribe to our free email newsletter. Download the free WDW Radio iPhone app. Also read our daily blog posts. Check out our photo galleries, posting videos all the time. Lots more going on there as well. And if you are a new subscriber to the show, welcome. And don't forget, all the past episodes and videos are available not just in iTunes, but on WDWRadio.com as well. In the WDWRadio.com store, you can pick up signed copies of my Walt Disney World trivia books, as well as the audio guides to Walt Disney World on CD or instantly downloadable files, where I take you on a virtual walking tour of almost all the lands of the Magic Kingdom. We've got Main Street, Adventureland, Fantasyland, Mickey's Toontown Fair, which is closing very soon, and Liberty Square, working on Frontierland and Tomorrowland now. Great way to be introduced to some of the trivia history, secrets, and overlooked experiences in the Magic Kingdom, and then I'm going to work my way through the other Disney parks and resorts as well. Don't forget to get the magic delivered to you right at home 
If you're a magazine person like I am, I'm also the publisher of Celebrations Magazine along with Tim Foster, bi-monthly magazine. If you go to celebrationspress.com, you can order back issues, learn about what the magazine's about, subscribe, and find out how you can contribute as well. I talked about last month's Meet of the Month. What a great time we had in Walt Disney World. The next Meet of the Month is going to be the day before the cruise on the Disney Dream. So it's going to be Saturday morning, February 26th. Uh, I think we're going to do it outside of a theme park. For those guests who are there who maybe have a seasonal pass or don't want to use a day in the theme parks or don't have tickets, we're going to do it somewhere outside the parks. Probably going to be over by the boardwalk. Maybe we'll do it at the boardwalk bakery. Have a little breakfast there. Going to lock in the exact time. Figure probably 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, somewhere around there. Be sure and stay tuned to Twitter and Facebook as well as the show for exact time and location. You can also be sure and check out DisneyMeets.com. That has information not just about the WDW Radio Meets of the Month, but other events that are going to be going on throughout the year, including Destination D this spring in Walt Disney World. We're going to have some events going on to coincide with that the D23 Expo this summer, including our Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic Tour. We have about two spots left for that. So if you're interested, we do have some, but very limited availability. You can find out more by clicking on the link over at DisneyMeets.com. Lots more planned for the rest of the year. Definitely stay tuned to the show. And again, DisneyMeets.com for more information. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. They are, as you know, my official and recommended travel provider. For if you're going to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, the Disney Cruise Line, and, of course, Adventures by Disney, Becky and her team of agents, they give you the best possible prices and discounts, but more importantly, the amazing level of personal service that is their hallmark. If you're looking to stay in a vacation home right near Walt Disney World, All-Star Vacation Homes has more than 150 within just a couple of miles of Walt Disney World property. They all include private pools and spas, complete kitchens, game rooms, multiple master bedrooms, lots more amenities. You can check out their website over at allstarvacationhomes.com. And you've heard me talk not just about the heavenly beds, but the 17 incredible restaurants that make up the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin, located right in the heart of Walt Disney World walking distance to the boardwalk, the studios, Epcot. And again, did I mention the 17 incredible restaurants? Check out my review of Blue Zoo just a couple of weeks ago. That's going to do it for this week's show. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but that's okay because I will be back next week. And of course, on the WDW newscast midweek. As always, my friends, if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share the link to one of your favorite episodes on Facebook. And if you're so inclined, come by and review the show and the app over in iTunes. So until next week, don't forget that I also want you to pursue your goals, whether it's running in the half marathon or whatever it may be, and take those first steps towards following your dream. And once you do, you know to always, always keep moving forward. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. Hi, Lou. It's Happy Keller. Um, I'm at the race retreat tent. After the Disney World Marathon, I completed my goofy. I just wanted to uh, thank you and your uh, support crew for uh, just such a great meetup on Saturday after the half and for being out there on the course cheering uh, today during the full. I love seeing you on Main Street, and I love seeing you when I just entered Epcot. 
after going up that last hill. Just loved it. Thanks much, and I uh, hope to talk with you soon. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Scott from Baton Rouge. Just listened to your episode 202, uh, your tour with Mark and Emma through the U.K. Pavilion at Epcot, and I've got to say, God save the Queen indeed. That was just a fantastic episode. Such detail, and I don't know why I would ever have been surprised that the Imagineers designed such details into the Epcot Pavilion. But uh, it was great. I thoroughly enjoyed every moment of it, and uh, can't wait till I get over there and get me some fish and chips as well. Thanks, Lou. Hey, Lou, this is Jeff from Connecticut. I stumbled on your show in this past September while researching my latest trip to uh, Disney for the food and wine and the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. Love them both, by the way. Um, I'm proud to say that since this past September, I just finished catching up on all of your podcasts, all the YouTubes, all the Ustreams, everything. So, yeah, that was pretty much a daily marathon of Mangello. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody in the forums and hopefully at the meets at some point. You can look for me online. I'll be in Jeff. I'll be at Jeff in the box. Later. Hey, Lou. It's John from Somerville, South Carolina. Just got done listening to episode 203. Good show. You and Tim Foster with your top 10 or 20. Really enjoyed it. And took note of the portion where you guys talked about seeing your vacation through the lens of a camera. I definitely have experienced that and struggle with that when I'm on vacation and really try to make a conscious effort to not spend so much time taking pictures and video and to really just take it all in. And uh, that's good advice for a lot of people. I see people in the parks just uh, living through their cameras. They need to put them down and enjoy. Appreciate what you do. Keep up the good work. See ya. Hey, Lou. It's Dave from Connecticut. Uh, Disney World Dave on the chat. Just uh, left the Magic Kingdom, and we got a great opportunity on the... Uh, Walk to World Railroad tonight. My four-year-old boy uh, got a chance to uh, be the guest conductor and say all aboard. And uh, like you say, the cast members really make the magic. Definitely one of the wonders of Disney. And I went right down to uh, Town Hall after and put a good word in for Dennis, who was the uh, conductor on the train. He really just made uh, my son's trip. Heading over to Animal Kingdom now to go on Everest at night for the first time based on your recommendation. Anyway... Thanks so much for all the great shows, and look forward to a great 2011. We'll talk to you soon, Lou. Thanks.